When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Work Daily, episode 1167, A Boss Who Listens, by A Purple Life of apurplelife.com. And hey, I am Dan. I am here with you each and every day as your host and narrator, reading to you from these great blogs that can help you optimize your work life and help you on your entrepreneurial journey. And this time, I've got a brand new author for you who I'll tell you about right after the reading. But for now, let's hear their article about uh, their experience with being honest with their boss and the benefits that came from doing so as we optimize your life. A Boss Who Listens by A Purple Life of apurplelife.com When I took my current job, I knew what I was getting into. I was told that my client was difficult, but that didn't concern me. That was the descriptor that has been given to literally every client and company I've worked with except the last one. Though now that someone else is working with him, they are calling him difficult, which is inexplicable to me. I've always had difficult clients. I'm not even sure what an easy client would be. I've worked with some of the largest tech companies that also just happen to be on lists of hardest to work with as clients. It's just the way of my world. I've never said anything but yes and of course to my bosses in the past. If they ask me to do something, I do it. Early in my career with enthusiasm and as I slowly inched closer to FI with less enthusiasm, but still the willingness to help out and an upbeat spirit. I just don't overplay it. I've never told my boss that I dislike a client or how difficult a client is making my life. I've never complained. I've never said I don't want to do something or I can't do something. I've never told the truth before. It never seemed worth it. At my previous jobs, no matter what happened, we were told to shut up and deal with it. It wasn't our boss's problem. Fix it yourself. All that changed at this job. Since my very first day, my boss has made it clear that I'm not alone. When I started working as I'd always been taught, just go and run with it, he said I should slow down and involve people because I was not a burden and they were there to help me. Shocking. My boss has also always promoted open and honest communication. In fact, everyone at every level of this job has always told us whole truths, not that employer they usually spout. It was this revelation and the prompting of a fellow colleague and friend that made me realize if I have a problem, I should speak up. I knew what I was getting into with this client. She was known for being difficult, hard to manage, and all over the place. I would check in every week to try and get ahead of the work we would have and properly plan my time. She would always say, there's nothing. And then often something would pop up randomly that was needed that very instant. She would email throughout the night and weekend and text if she didn't get a response, even if I was asleep. 
I would provide exactly what she asked for, and she would ignore it, not even say thank you, and ask where this other thing she never asked for was. She always made me feel like a failure, no matter what I did or how hard I worked. Even though I was delivering everything we agreed upon and always within the crazy timeline allotted. After working with her for about eight months, I started feeling my old stress indicators within my body. I was jumpy, scared to look at my phone and email every time I got a notification. I wasn't sleeping well. I was drinking heavily on the weekends to try and forget what the next week would bring. All of this was familiar. I had felt all of these things in Manhattan and I had moved to Seattle partly to get away from that kind of toxic work environment that is more or less accepted there. I told my boss the truth. Luckily, our contract with this client was also winding down and I said that I would prefer to not work with her again. Originally, this wouldn't have been a problem because he promised they would not renew the project on that basis. He mentioned how employee health is of tantamount importance and we can fire any client that jeopardizes that. I asked if we could really fire her because she was friends with the CEO. He said, yes, absolutely. Unfortunately, that was not to be. Even after agreeing not to renew, our CEO spoke with her alone and agreed to do more work, half a million dollars of work. I felt a little betrayed, but told myself to wait and see what happened. Even if none of this changed anything, I would have tried. I would have spoken out for myself. My boss and I got on the phone and he explained the new project and how it would be different. I told him I still did not want to work with her. When he asked why, I gave him all the reasons. And despite him telling me that she appeared to be a changed woman and this year looked like it would be very different, I stood my ground and said that while I hope that's true, I would prefer not to work directly with her. He asked if I would be willing to still do the work but not interact with her. I conceded to that. The work is actually interesting and helping me grow. It's the actual client that is the issue. So I waited to see what being behind the scenes actually meant. Would I still have to deal with her crazy requests or would that be tempered by a buffer person and a more planned out deliverable list? Would I still have to deal with her cryptic emails and feedback? I waited to see. It turns out the answer to all of that was no. My boss gave the entire project to someone else. I have offered my background knowledge to her and so far she hasn't really taken me up on it besides asking my opinion on an email she was writing. I have no interaction with the client and no responsibilities on the project as of this moment. I got exactly what I wanted, and all I had to do was be honest. What a novel concept. You just listened to the post titled, A Boss Who Listens, by A Purple Life of apurplelife.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com startup. So just go to indeed.com startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com startup. Terms and conditions apply. And thanks so much to our new author, 
A Purple Life was started by an anonymous writer in 2015 who hatched a plan to retire in 10 years at the age of 35. They've always loved book optimization, so they started reading every finance and investing book they could get their hands on, and as a result of all this learning, experimenting, and planning, they were able to cut their retirement time in half by getting new, higher-paying jobs and reducing their expenses by 40% without changing their standard of living by moving from Manhattan to Seattle. With the help of decreased spending, increased wages, and geo-arbitrage, they retired in 2020 at age 30. You can come by apurplelife.com for much more, and thanks so much to A Purple Life for letting us share their work. And that's gonna do it for another episode of Optimal Work Daily. I appreciate you coming back here each and every day and listening through to the end. And be sure to stay tuned tomorrow where we're gonna hear from Daniela of I Like to Dabble and where your optimal life awaits.